Hi, everyone. Welcome to the ACCP Postgrad Trainee Podcast, a podcast by postgrads for postgrads. My name is Allison Flores, and I'm one of the current RAC members of ACCP and a current PGY1 ambulatory care resident at the University of Southern California, USC Mann School of Pharmacy in Los Angeles, California. Today, we have a very special guest with us, Dr. Henry Okorke. Henry Okorke is a clinical pharmacy specialist in heart failure at Rush University Medical Center in Chicago, Illinois. Henry received his PharmD at the University of Illinois at Chicago College of Pharmacy. He completed a PGY-1 pharmacy residency at the University of North Carolina and a PGY-2 cardiology pharmacy residency at the University of Chicago Medicine. He is an active member of ACCP and previously served as the chair of the ACCP Resident Advisory Committee, RAC. Henry enjoys listening to podcasts, trying out new whiskeys, and attempting to get better at golfing. Today, we'll be discussing the transition from a trainee to a new practitioner. Welcome to the podcast, Henry. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. We are so excited to have you today. Let's go ahead and dive into our first question. Can you describe how your experiences is going transitioning from a resident to a new practitioner? Totally. So I would describe this transition as refreshing for the most part, and still challenging at times. It has been, and something that we'll discuss later is, it's a little hard to have that first initial period as a new practitioner where you're still remembering the the amount of tasks and responsibilities that you had as a resident while recognizing the fact that your current job and responsibilities aren't necessarily that as combined as it was in a residency. And that's something when we get to what advice I have for new practitioners, that's something that I have kept in mind since starting because it can feel almost at times like I want to add more and more to my plate, but I know that there is a long time to before I need to start adding some of those responsibilities. No, you definitely bring up a good point. I think as a resident, we juggle a lot. And it's like, when do we say no to adding something on our plate? So having that transition is challenging, but I'm glad to hear that it's refreshing. Um, The next question that we have, what is the biggest advice for getting started as a new practitioner at a new institution, a new facility, um, or a new job? Yeah, so I have a a quick piece of advice and then a larger piece of advice that They're not related, but I did want to talk about both of these. So I think the first thing that I would do would be to prioritize establishing relationship with both the clinical staff that you'll work with on a day-to-day basis, whether that be the uh, providers you'll be interacting with, the the ancillary staff that you'll uh, interact with, the nurses, the the technicians, things of that nature, uh, as well as the attendings and fellows. How, um, but as well, you should try to establish a relationship early on with the other people in the pharmacy department. And something that I've noticed already is once you're out of residency, you will not necessarily have that immediate connection with certain people. Like you won't have a shared, like there's 10 of us that are doing this one program together. There's a lot of different people on a lot of different paths in their pharmacy careers. So if you don't take that time to reach out to some of these people or interact with some of these people, you may not even know that they exist. So especially early on in my uh, in my job, I've tried to make a priority of meeting people in other 
specialties in other parts of the pharmacy and other parts of the hospital as well to make sure that I can at least put a name to a face uh, when it comes to committees down the road and being involved. Um, but my bigger piece of advice to new practitioners would be uh, to when you get a new job, identifying areas for potential modification is normal and natural and you'll do that, especially if you move from one institution to another, you'll identify many opportunities for improvement or for optimization of medical therapies. Um, but something I'd wanna highlight is the fact that you shouldn't immediately try to implement any changes or take any action on this, but to sit on it for a little bit and take notes as you get used to your environment, you get used to having this job and take your time to deliberately add those things to your plate over time. And this is because I want to highlight avoiding overextending yourself, avoiding burning out early on in your career. That's something that as residents, we frequently have multiple projects on our plates throughout the year. Uh, but as a clinician, you have plenty of time to take on some of those larger projects and you don't have, you're not hampered with this 12 month time frame like you would as a resident. So I think taking that time to get used to the new environment that you're in and you passively add some of those thoughts and projects that you'd want to take on down the road is would be my advice. However, I wouldn't uh, recommend doing that all at once or trying to take on the same workload as you would as a resident right away. Thank you so much about that. I think you bring up a great point and good transparency of burnout right away as a new clinician. I think as a resident, we like to take on a lot. We want to learn a lot, um, but it's important as we make that transition and it's different. Also appreciate your small piece of advice of meeting other people that you're going to be working on a day-to-day -day basis. I think as a resident, we dive in right away. And so we are with all of these people, As but as a new clinician, that might not be the same. Now diving into our next question, how do you recommend staying involved in a professional organization as a new practitioner? It's a great question. I think one thing that I would encourage and something that I'm trying to do now is reflect about what specifically you enjoy about organizational involvement in general and focus on ways to continue those things specifically that you enjoy and not just continue organizational involvement for the sake of being involved in an organization. So that's something that I have several things about being involved in organizations that I enjoy. And in this time, since finishing residency, I've tried to prioritize maintaining those relationships and maintaining that involvement as I see fit. Uh, when, I, when I get further into my professional career, I'll, I feel like I will take that time to get myself more involved in organizations and kind of reestablish some of the the heights that I achieved in terms of uh, professional involvement. But as of right now, I want to make sure that I'm prioritizing getting established in my career and establishing good habits down the road. So right now it's kind of picking and choosing what aspects of being involved do I feel most passionate about and maintaining those to keep my foot in the door in certain organizations. Awesome. Thank you. I know I think it's good to reflect a little bit about where we want to be and what we really enjoy. And what strategies do you find to be helpful networking as a new practitioner? Yeah, so I guess this answer is also twofold since there's networking in the sense that I brought up earlier in terms of meeting your other pharmacists in your hospital or in your institution, wherever that may be. 
as well as networking with the physicians, the nurses, the nurse practitioners, physicians assistants, um, anybody else that works in your office space or in your clinic space. I would also highly recommend uh, putting yourself out there and meeting as many people as possible, especially at pharmacy conferences. That's something that I've enjoyed both as a student, a resident, now as a new practitioner. I think that gives you plenty of opportunities to form long lasting connections, to reestablish organizational commitments, as well as uh, create new, like multi-center projects or bigger projects than you could do by yourself. I think those relationships are important to establish early on. And some of these meetings that come up like ACCP annual meeting, for example, that's a great uh, opportunity to meet people. Outside of like meeting people in person, there's also social media that's also a major uh, avenue to meet new people. And I think that is a way that I've met a lot of people, especially since a lot of my pharmacy training, postgraduate residency training was done during COVID. So a lot of people I met that were also residents or new practitioners I've met virtually. So being able to meet them in person at ACCP's uh, global conference in the fall, that was actually my first time meeting a lot of people that I've been connected with over these years. So that's another great way to connect with people virtually, um, as well as staying involved with organizations, since that's a good way to meet people all over the U.S. or all over the world, really. Yeah, definitely agree with you on that one. I remember I connected with you on LinkedIn before I met you in person at ACCP. And again, we meet again. So I think you, we bring up really good points about different forms of networking for uh, new practitioners. And how would you say um, setting goals is different as a new practitioner than as a trainee? I would say that setting goals is extremely different now that I'm a new practitioner than when I was a trainee. The biggest reason for that is, like I mentioned, the time frame of these goals can be so much longer term in a good way. I think that this will allow me to set um, goals that are higher quality and have more longer lasting impact on my professional development. And uh, I think one of the important things to take away from, from residency training is that yes, you can do all of those things in a 12 month period, but should you do all of those things in every 12 month period? I think the, the purpose of it is to get exposure to those areas and to those projects and to those responsibilities. But as a clinician, you should be able to not necessarily take your time, but be more deliberate about what you're doing at any given moment. And with this comes setting goals that are more longer term. So five-year goals, 10-year goals, goals that actually can lead to lasting changes in your professional development or to improvement of clinical outcomes if you're talking about patient care goals. And I think having those longer term goals allow you to have more substantial goals. However, you should still have shorter term goals that are within those 12 month periods, for example, but I think those should be building onto those larger goals, longitudinal goals at least. So that is, that's how I feel that goals are different as a, nurse, a new practitioner compared to a trainee. Awesome. Thank you. And I definitely agree of should you fit all that into a 12-month period or having that long-term um, effect uh, later on. And I guess we'll end with our wrap-up question. What is the biggest takeaway advice for residents coming out of training? I'd say the biggest takeaway advice from all of this would just be to to take your time and appreciate where you are. I think that is the, the overarching 
theme of, I guess, some of my responses today. I feel that if we, we've taken all this time of training, both school, residency, postgraduate training, and now we are in our, for example, this is, I'm six months into this job. It's my first non-trainee job, essentially. And recognizing that this is what you've been working for for 20 plus years. So being able to take the time to actually reflect on that is my biggest piece of advice and take your time before adding responsibilities, before taking on projects, before signing on for things that might've been suggested that you take on right away. And I'd say just take your time before agreeing to stuff like that because you wanna make sure that you're being deliberate about what you're adding to your plate and why. Thank you so much. I think we might forget sometimes to really enjoy what everything that we achieve. So to kind of reflect on that, I think it's very important. Well, thank you so much, Henry, again, for taking the time to join us today. It was such a pleasure having you. Thank you all for listening to the ACCP Postgraduate Training Podcast, a podcast by postgrads for postgrads. For more episodes and other resources, please visit our website at accp.com slash resident fellows. Please subscribe to the ACC podcast to be notified of new episodes. Thank you for listening to an ACCP podcast for residents by residents. Our theme music is titled Jupiter's Smile by the 126ers and is provided through YouTube's free audio library. Please subscribe to the ACCP podcast on iTunes or Google Play to be notified of new episodes.